Alright, we are up to Daf Nun Aleph. Where are we? We're up to Daf Nun Aleph. Uh, Acefe, three lines into the page. Um, we had a concept in the Mishnah, a Machlegas Rabin Shmuel. If an animal falls and uh, hurts or dies in a pit, what is the Chiv based on? Is the Chiv based on the fact that you made a pit and hit the ground and you're paying for the contact of the ground? Or are you paying because every time you dig a pit, it creates a foul odor, which is dangerous, and that's really what you're paying for. So we said yesterday, we said a maisa with Rav Nachman, that there was a, an ox that fell into a six-tefach deep ditch. Rav Nachman felt as a trefa, because it, it could have gotten a blow that would cause it to die. They shafted it before they uh, checked its its welfare. So the Gemaris assuming that you see from this, Rav Nachman holds that you could die on a pit less than 10 tefachim, meaning, and the reason why less than 10 tefachim, the Mishnah says that the animal dies your potter, is because you're not really, he really follows Rav, that you're not chayiv for the contact, you're chayiv for the foul air, and less than 10 tefachim, while it could cause a death based on contact, the foul air, it does not. Hey, so I have a kasha, according to Rav Nachman, that you could die based on a pit less than 10 tefachim, before they would stone you, they would push you off a, a building. How tall was this building? It was two times the height of men, which is six, tva, six amas. It was about uh, 15 feet. The Gemara has a question. They would throw you off a building that was 12, 15 feet high. But if you could die less than 10 tvachim, why do you need such a high building? So the Kamara responds, Wait, according to you, that you want to pick a height that would could kill somebody. Everyone agrees 10 Tvachim could kill somebody, so definitely doesn't have to be 15 feet, it could be 10 Tvachim. So what's the answer? You want it, it's not, you don't want to knock him off a building and then he just breaks a leg, then you take him again, knock him off again. You, you want to, he should die in a respectful way, so you want to give him a death that you want it to be swift. So the reason why it's that high is not because you can't die at a lower height. It's because that's the appropriate height to kill someone where it's less painful. So Mars says, oh, yachi, if the purpose is just to kill him quickly, then drop him off a building 200 feet. Because then the body will begin to uh, break apart, and that's not respectful for the body. Okay. Ace, <clears throat> um, so we have another kasha. You're basically saying that, uh, according to Renachman, you could die in a pit less than 10 tvachim. I'll tell you outside the kasha, then we'll see it inside. The halacha is that there's a concept called a mica, which means that a building, the, the, a roof of a building, you have to build a fence. Now, how tall does the building have to be? Fence, to make a fence? 10 tvachim. Oh, you see, you can only die at a height of 10 tvachim. Less than 10 tvachim, you can't. It's a kasha in Renachman. Let's see this. Keep all night filming men. The Pasuk says that you put a fence because someone might fall off the roof. Now, First of all, you only have to have a fence if the concern is falling off the roof, not falling onto the roof. Let's say the, the building is below the street, meaning the street, uh, the street is surface level, and they dug a ditch and built a house in the ditch, so the concern is not falling off the house. The concern is falling into onto the roof. You don't have to build a fence. Okay. How tall does the house have to be? For you to make a fence, it has to be ten tvachim. Oh, these all get right. That you could take a die 
on a ditch less than ten tvachim. And then why does the house have to be ten tvachim to require a micah? You should have a mic even on less than ten tvachim. So I'm related. The answer is the reason why you need uh, a micah on ten tvachim is not because you can't die on less than ten tvachim. It's because the micah is only on a house. For a roof. And the definition of a roof on a house is ten tvachim. If it's not ten tvachim, it's not called a bias. So it's not that really you could die in less than ten tvachim, but it's not a bias on less than ten tvachim. Wait a minute. Oh, so you're telling me that the reason why it's ten, Epashtus, why does it have to be ten? Because that's where people could die. You're saying, no, no, you could die in less than ten. It has to be ten, though, because that's considered a house. But what's the definition of a house? The inside. Ten tvachim is not ten tvachim of inhabitable area. If you're telling me the definition of a house is ten tvachim, shouldn't it be the ten tvachim inside? This is ten tvachim on the outside, including the roof. So it's nine tvachim. So it's still not ten tvachim anyway. Right? You're telling me the ten tvachim is because that's considered a bias. That's ten tvachim of inhabitable area. But if that means that the inside should be ten tvachim, the inside walls should be ten tvachim, not the outside. The outside is more than ten. If the outside is ten, that means the inside is not ten. The Gemara says, If you remove the roof, it's not ten tvachim of inside space, the airspace, airspace of the inside house should be ten tvachim, if you're telling me, if it's about falling, it's then ten tvachim is all you need from the outside, you're saying, no, no, it's not about falling, because really you could die less than ten tvachim, it's that the definition of a bias is ten tvachim of livable area, so then the inside of the house should be ten tvachim, so the answer is, you're right, the outside is ten tvachim, and the inside is tvachim, how? Because they dug a tefach into the ground, wait a minute, so if that's the case, then why does the walls have to be 10 Tvachim at all? The walls can be 2 Tvachim, and you dig 8 Tvachim into the ground. You have a 10 Tvachim house. If the, the point is, if the definition is Mitzad a house, and the cases where outside is 10, but you dug inside to make it 1, then why does it have to, outside have to be 10? The outside could be 5, and you dig 5 into the ground. So what's going on? So the Gemara says, you know, reject what we said before. We said that Rav Nachman held this animal as a trefa because the animal could die in less than 10 tvachim. The answer is not true. You have to, the fall has to be 10 tvachim. So wait, it was a ditch that was 6. The answer is if you picture an ox or a cow in your head, their legs are very tall. Their stomach and their heart, their vital organs, are not touching the ground. They're 4 tvachim off the ground at least. So a six tefach ditch plus the height of the stomach, the animal was ten tefachim above the ground when it fell. So the reason why you're chayiv, normally you need ten tefachim to kill. But for this animal, it's taka ten tefachim. The Gemara says, How much space is there from the, the chest of the ox to the ground? Arba, at least ten tefachim. How deep was the ditch? Shis. Six tvachim. Six tvachim plus the four tvachim of airspace. That's why you're Wait a minute. So why does the Mishnah say that the minimum ditch in order to kill an animal is ten? It's not really ten. It's it's six because the animal is four tvachim off the ground. The answer is you're right. Omri, Mesnisen, Deiglavar. They're talking about a case. The case of the Mishnah is where the ox is not standing and it falls in. It, okay. But you're right, meaning had it taka been, had it had the animal been standing and fell in, it would be chayev for Misa, even on six tvachim. The Mishnah that says you need ten is because the Mishnah is referring to a case where the animal rolled in, so it didn't have it didn't fall. It, it didn't mean it didn't have a it wasn't standing upright. Okay. New Mishnah. 
You have a pit that belongs to two people. They're both, let's say, the Gemara is going to explain the cases where me and uh, Reuven, Reuven and Shimon own a pit. Reuven, it's, it's a pit full of water. So Reuven is taking water out, and then Shimon comes. So Reuven's not going to cover it because Shimon's there. So he lets Shimon, and then he leaves. The halacha is, the second one is chayv. Why? Because Reuven was basically, listen, Reuven's responsibility is to make sure the pit is covered. But because Shimon is using it, he's going to let Shimon cover, let, let Shimon use it, and then he left. So because Shimon was using it after him, it's Shimon's responsibility and not Reuven's. Omri, how do you have a bar that belongs to two people? If you remember yesterday's daf, we had a machleikas tanoim, whether a bar b'shos ayachid is chayiv. Now if a bar b'shos ayachid is chayiv, then you could easily have a bar of two shotvim, because it's a, a bar that's, the backyard is owned by two people, and they dug a pit together. But if a bar b'shos is only one chayiv, how do you have a bar b'shos two shotvim? No one owns b'shos arab. So how do you have the case? Omri, What's the case where you could have two people own a pit? If you hold like Ravikiva, then the case is where it's a backyard that belongs to both of them. So they both dug in a backyard that belongs to both of them, therefore it's a Barsha Shishotvim. They have Kirushus and Vlayev Gurbarn, and they're Mafka the area around it. And if you hold, but if you hold that a bar b'shus arabim is the only one that's chayiv, hey chimash kechas the chayiv leo b'shus arabim b'shus arabim bar shushishim v'hechem b'shus kechas la. How do you find the bar shushus bar b'shus arabim belong to two people? B'shus arabim doesn't belong to anybody. It's the responsibility is whoever dug it. Oh, he the shavu shliach tervayu. So maybe Reuven and Shimon both appoint a shliach to dig, and he does it for both of them. The problem is ain shliach dvaravera. Then the shliach is chayiv, not them, because ain shliach dvaravera. There's no such thing as shliachs to do a sin. Here's the case. Reuven dug five, and Shimon dug five. So Reuven did the first five, and Shimon did six to ten. The problem is the Stalakamayasidishan. If if Reuven digs the first five inches, and then Shimon does six to ten, and then someone falls in and dies, it's Shimon's responsibility. Because the person didn't do anything wrong. He didn't dig a pit that was deep enough. If, If one person started, the other one finished, the responsibility is on the finisher. Now, there is a machloikes tanoim, as we'll see in a moment, between Rebbe and the Rabbanon, whether, according to the Rabbanon, if two people dig a pit, the second one is the only one responsible. So you can't have a case of two shotvim. Rebbe feels that for Nezek, if let's say I dig three and someone else digs three and then someone falls in, we're both responsible for damages. But if I dig five and someone else digs five and then someone falls in and dies, it's the second one's responsibility. So even Rebbe, you cannot have two people be a shotvim by a case of death. You could have two people be shutfim in a case of damages. So the only thing we've explained is how you could have a case of shutfim is according to Rebbe, and there's only damages, you could have a case where one person started the digging, the second person finished it. But you don't explain a case, you, you have not found a case of death according to Rebbe, and you have not found a case at all according to Rabbanan in either way, both nezek or, or damages. So what's the case? The answer is, The case is where one person digs, digs it the first nine, tfachim, but the chiv is only when they get to ten. They both with their same hands, dig out the last tefach together. So they both grab a piece of dirt together, making it ten, and it's mamish at the same time. That's why they're both responsible. We referenced before in Machlegas Rebbe the Rabbanon that according to the Rabbanon, if two people dug a ditch, outside of that case specifically, but in general, I do five, they do five, then he does five, the second one is the only one responsible. Rebbe says, I agree with that for death, not for Nezek. What is this Machlegas? My Rebbe Rabbanon, Titania. 
One person digs a pit of nine tefachim. And the second one digs the tenth tefach, making it a full pit for death. The second one is responsible, not the first. Rebbe says they're both responsible if someone gets hurt because the first one did a, a pit that could cause pain and the second one added to a pit that can cause pain. But when it comes to death, it's the only one that's the second one that's responsible, not the first. My time the Rabbanon, why did the Rabbanon hold that it's always the second one? The Pasuk says if you dig a pit or uncover a pit, the question we had yesterday, if you're for digging a pit, of course you're for uncovering a pit, why do you need both? Now yesterday we had a tzrichasaf from Rebbe Kiva, that uh, each one is to teach you basically that I need both to tell you that in both cases I'm responsible and both cases covering suffices. But the Rabban have a different shot. The case is digging and uncovering, meaning one person dug and one person uncovered, the second one is responsible. So you see, according to the Rabban, if two people, um, two people participate in making a pit, the second one is responsible, not the first. For Rebbe, Rebbe holds that the second, both are responsible for damages. Amrlach, what does he say? He explains the Pasuk as we explained yesterday and not for this. For Rabbanon, I, the Rabbanon, why don't they explain it like yesterday, like we had yesterday from Rebbe Kiva, rendering the Pasuk no longer being available to teach you that the second one is responsible? You're right. This is the Rabbanon source that the second one is responsible. The Pasuk says, Ish, singular, only one person can be responsible for a pit and not two. And we assume it's the second one. Now the Gemara is going to ask in a moment. That just tells you that one person is responsible. How do you know it's the second one? Maybe it's the first. We'll get to it in a second. For Rebbe, who holds that they're both responsible, what does he do the Pasuk? He says the Pasuk is telling you not that one as opposed to two, but that a person is responsible for digging a pit and not an animal. Meaning if an animal digs a pit and someone falls in, you cannot um, get the, the owner of the animal is not responsible. For Abanon, Trey Ishbar Ksibi, the Rabbanon says the word Ishbar is found twice. One is to tell you not an animal, one is to tell you not two people. For Rebbe, I did Kasava, Kasava. The Rebbe says only one is them for a drush and one of them is for a context. Okay, now according to the Rabbanon, Ish, Echad Velishnaim, meaning that if two people dig, only one is responsible. How do you know it's the second one? Maybe it's the first one's responsibility. He started it. The Pasuk says, uh, it's the carcass of an animal belongs to the one whose pit is fell in. It's the, it's the one it's the one who caused the death, meaning the Pasuk is clearly addressing the the one who's who made the pit, who finalized the pit. Ah, uh, wait a minute. I thought we used that Pasuk for something else. Let's say you have an animal that you made, you set aside as a carbon, but then it became blemished, so you redeemed it. You bring it home. So you could use it. Now, there are restrictions. You can't sell its meat in the streets. You can't, you can't, um, there are certain restrictions that you have to the carcass of the animal. What if that animal were to fall into a pit and die? The halacha is, the owner of the pit is not responsible. Why? Because the Pasuk says, the owner of the pit gets to keep the carcass. That implies that it's only the type of animal that falls in that you're responsible for. It's the type of animal that you could use the carcass for anything that you want. No restrictions. But an animal that was set aside for a carbon that was redeemed, there are limitations of what you could do to the carcass. There are limitations of because it still has holiness. Therefore, Hamasi Eloi excludes that case. So that's how he uses Hamasi Eloi. Omri, the Rabbana respond because the Rabbana uses Hamasi Eloi to tell you that it belongs to the second one. He says, no, it's coming to tell you that it, that the animal, the animal, uh, it's to exclude Absulim Mikdashim. 
The Rabbanon's response is, The answer is, you can learn that both from out. What's the point of the drasha? The point of the drasha is that the, the animal generally belongs to the person who's, who's, whose pit it fell in, the one who caused the death, but Psulim not. What do you see? Pasuk's Vaita is still addressing the only one whose who's pit caused the death. It's clearly talking to the second person, not the first guy. Okay. Now we had a machlaikis before Rebbe and the Rabbanon. If one person made nine and one person made it into ten, according to the Rabbanon, it's the second one that's chayiv exclusively. According to Rebbe, they're both chayiv for Nezek. One person dug a ten tafach ditch. And then some person made it into twenty. And then a third person made it into thirty. Cool and chayav, they're all chayav. Oh, that's not like the Rabbanon, because the Rabbanon said only the second one over here, they're all chayav. Or many, I have a contradiction. The Brisa says that if I dig a pit that's ten tvachim and another person plasters the inside, making it more smoky and full of smog, the second one is chayav, not the first. So that sounds like the Rabbanon. So the question is basically that first Brisa, let's go to the next page, that first Brisa that says that Ruvain made a ten, Shimon deepened it to twenty, and then uh, uh, then Levi deepened it to 30, they're all chayiv. It's not like the Rabbanon. So the Gemara says, no. Really, it could follow the Rabbanon. I, the Rabbanon, hold the last one's chayiv only. The answer is, even the Rabbanon could offer that b'risa. I, what did the Rabbanon say? The Rabbanon said only the last one's chayiv. What was the case of the Rabbanon? The case of the Rabbanon was, the first one did nine tvachim. The second one made it into ten, made it a viable bar that's able to kill. The Allah is the last one's chayiv. But that's only true because the first one only did nine. He never did a full bar in halacha. But had the first one done ten, so he did a full bar, and then the second one did into twenty, and then the third one did into thirty. What's that? Okay. The the first one, it's on the table. The first one did into ten. The second one did into twenty, and the third one did into thirty. So because. It's right there. Yeah, it's right there in front of you. Oh, I don't know. Uh, sorry, the first one did. Sorry, guys. So the point is, the first one did a full. He dug a full pit, ten tefachim deep, and then the second one did to twenty. The third one did to thirty. So each one did a full bar, kadei lahamis, a full bar. So because each one did a full bar, they're all chayiv. The, the case of the Rabbanon feel the second one's chayiv is because the first one only did nine. He didn't do a full bar. But had the first one did ten, a full bar. As long as the first one did a full bar, he's chayiv. The second one did a full bar, he's also chayiv. third one did a full bar, he's also chayiv. They're all three are going to be chayiv. So the Gemara Sakasha. So you're telling me that it was authored by the Rabbanon. They're all chayiv because the first one did Kedei Lohamis. And the second one did Kedei Lohamis, they're all chayiv. But if the first one only did nine, the second one did ten, then only the then only the second one's chayv. Wait a minute. Hasaid v'kaid. The next case of the brisa. The next brisa is where a f- person did a full ten. Then the second one plastered it. The second one's chayv. But the first one did a full ten. He should be chayv also. To kavit kamashir misa gadani achrin chayv. Omri hasam shleihay by hevel misa. The case over there that mishnah is following the shita that the ikker concern is the smog of the foul odor. And the case over there is although he did a full ten, that one happened to be so spacious that there was no foul odor. So. The second one came and plastered it. He's the one who did the, the Hevel, made the Kedei Lohamas. 
uh, So the Gemara says, sorry, don't mind, there's a, there's a, there's a wild dog running around this. So the Gemara says, um, the Amri, some have a different version. Amar is vid hava hava Rebbe. Really, they're both authored by Rebbe. Rebbe holds they both could be chayev. So here's the problem. So why is it that if the first one did a full ten, and then the second one did, the second one did plaster, only the second one's chayev. Rebbe sheet is they're both chayev. So the Gemara says, Hach diktani kulen chayev and shaper. Val diktani achron chayev kigoyin shloi hoya by hevel loy lomisa v'loy lenezakin. Ubo achar v'hoysev by hevel bein lomisa v'loy lenezakin. The case is where the first one, the first one dug ten, but there was no foul odor, not enough to kill, not enough to damage at all. See, Mamish did nothing. The second one by plastering, he did everything. That's why he's chayef. Meaning, in general, if you have two people, Rebbe would hold they're both chayef for Nezek. But over here, the first one, Mamish did nothing, although he did a ten tefach deep tich. Mamish, no foul odor whatsoever. Okay, Amirava, Haniach Evan Al Piabar Vishlimilasara. Let's say you have a nine tefach deep ditch. And one person, instead of digging another tefach, he puts a row of stones on the outside, now it's full ten. It's the same as Rabbi Rabbanon. According to Rabbi, they're both chayv. According to Rabbanon, the second one's chayv. What's the chiddush? So we said a machlaikas if the if the second guy digs a tefach deep into the dirt over here instead of digging he added a row on top of one tefach. What's the difference? Pshita is poshit. Mao is the same lamatu da havli didei katatole. Avlamayla doy havli didei katatole malai kamash malan. The chiddush over there is in the case where the person one person digs nine and the second one person second person digs a tenth. The second person added to the foul odor by digging a tenth. He actually changed the structure of the pit itself. But over here, where the person didn't touch the pit, he just added a row of r- rocks. So it's technically now a ten tafach deep ditch. But he didn't add any foul odor. At least you'd think he wasn't. Maybe it's potter. Kamash will know. The second one is chayv. Bay Rava. I have a question. Tam tefach. Let's say you have this case. Where, according to the Rabbana, right? Reuven digs nine, and then Shimon puts a layer of dirt. Okay. Or a simple case. One person digs nine, the second one digs a tenth. So according to Rabbanon, the second one's chayv. What if he then, and he, now he's responsible, what if instead of covering the ditch, he just puts the tefech of dirt back? He just undoes what he did. Is he yoyt's design? Do we say... He made the tenth, he removed the tenth, he's fine. Or no, the second he made the tenth, it's now mamish his ditch, Bechlal, and he has to fill it up entirely. That's the question. Yeah. Another halacha, let's say have a, one person digs an eight tefach deep ditch. Umehen shnei tvachim, but two of the eight are filled with water. And then the animal falls in and dies, chayv. He's chayv. I, it's only eight. The answer is eight, but if two tvachim of the eight are filled with water, that water has a foul stench, that it's kilu is ten. In your chayv. My taima? Every tefach of water is equal to two tvachim of dry land. So two tvachim of dirt is the equivalent of four tvachim, a two tvachim of water, is it equivalent of four tvachim of dirt, and it's mamish like it was a ten tefach deep ditch. So Gemara is a kasha. The Gemara is kasha like this. Here's the question. Two out of eight is water that we have. What if what if it's a different ratio? What if it's nine and one? 
Mahu, what's the halacha? Do we say that only one tefach of water is really not going to do a lot of foul stench? Or perhaps it's deeper that, that all the more so it's going to be a problem. Another question. What if it's a seven tefach deep ditch and three tefachim of water? Do we say, well, the ratio works, you have enough water? Or do you say, no, the water thing only works if it's at least eight tefachim of, 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 of whole? This is seven. What if one person digs a ditch and the other person just widens it? He doesn't actually keep it there, he just widens it. What's the halach? So the Gemara says, Well, the second one isn't widening it, making it less stenchy. It makes it better. The Gemara says, No, Adrahava. Kira No, no, you make a ditch wider, more people can fall in. It made it more dangerous. So, here's the answer. We check the animal that fell in. This Gemara, at least according to uh, Taisvis, this follows the Shita, I'm sorry, Rajba, this follows the Shita of, of Shmuel, that you're chayiv either for the animal hitting the ground or the stench. So basically over here, by me widening it, I made it more possible for animals to fall in, but I made the stench less problematic. So I have to figure out if the animal died. Did he die from the stench, in which case I'm not responsible, or from the falling in? So you got to check how his head was. If his head went first, so it was from the stench, then I'm chayiv. Then, then I'm pata. I didn't do the stench. If it fell in, but it fell backwards, so it broke its back, then it's the impact, then I'm chayiv. Some have a different version. We'll check. Let's say the original pit was, was uh, like a circle, and then you made it bigger. Well, just on, let's say you make it bigger on the north side. So see which side did the guy fall in. If the animal fell in in an area of the pit that it was a pit before you widened it, he would have fell in without your participation. Then you didn't do anything. If it fell in on the side that you widened it, then it's chayiv. Okay, itmar. Basically, here's the rule. Bar sha'am kekarachba, a pit. The question is, what if you have a full square? So its width and its height are equal. It's 10 by 10. The basic rule is like this. If it's wider, then it's deep. You know, it's 15 by 10. It's so wide, then there's no air problem. Not going to be an issue. If it's thin, if it's, if it's, if it's, um, if it's wider, then it's deep is fine. Deeper than it's wide is for sure an issue. The question is, 10 by 10, a square, what's the halacha? Seems to be a machlekes. Okay. The Gemara continues. We said in the case of the Mishnah, you have Reuven and Shimon, they're both partners. Reuven is filling up his water, and then Shimon comes, and he leaves Shimon, so it's Shimon's responsibility. The question is, what does he have to do to basically make sure that it's Shimon's responsibility? Does he have to verbalize, you're in charge? Does he have to hand him the cover of the pit to say, you? That's the question. So the Gemara says, When is the first one responsible? One opinion says, You can just leave as long as he's filling up the water, you're fine. You don't have to tell him anything. Leave, it's fine. He's taking over. It's, it's understood. The other opinion says, no, you have to actually hand in the pit cover, because that's basically verbalizing you are in charge. 
Kitanoi, it's a really a machloikas tanoim. Hamadala ma'im and abar, if one person is drink, taking water from the well, and the other person comes and says, Leave me here and I'll drink, I'll take the water. The second you leave him, it's fine. You have to hand him the cover. You have to actually say you're in charge by handing him the cover. What's the machlekes? It's oh, they're both partners. It has to do with yesh brera. If you believe in brera, if you believe in brera, here's the deal. So if you believe in brera, that means that when Reuven takes water, he's just taking his water. Retroactively, it's Mivarer that he's not taking his friends, he's just taking his, and Shimon is just taking his. If you believe in that, if you believe in Brera, that means, you see, here's the deal if I'm, if I'm taking from the water and I'm taking from both of our portions, our Reuben and Shimon own this well. And if you don't believe in Brera, that means that every drop of water that I'm taking is partially mine, partially yours, there's no way to know. So I'm taking the water, Reuben's taking the water, then Shimon comes. By you letting Shimon take over, you're basically telling Shimon you're in charge of yours and mine. But if you believe in Brera, that means that Reuben is taking his, Shimon is taking his, and they're sort of separate. Therefore, in order for you to tell Shimon you're responsible for my chalik, you have to verbalize by handing him the cover. Rabbanan savriyem Brera. There's no Brera. Therefore, Reuben and Shimon... There's no everything. We're all sharing each other. Therefore, I'm taking from your and from mine. You're taking from you and from me. And therefore, by me, by me, you taking over, you're taking over my chaylik. Naturally, you're taking over my chaylik. Because there's no separation. This that you say brera is lishitasa detanan hashutfin shenadu hazamiza. Let's say you have partners in a you have a, me and Reuben and Shimon share a backyard, and we we asked each other from benefit from each other. So the question is, can I go into my backyard and can he go into his backyard? If you believe in Brera, that means that every step I'm taking is really my backyard and not his. If you don't believe in Brera, that means that I'm sharing every step. I'm benefiting from him. That's the same machlekes. You can enter because of Brera. Because of Brera, I'm going into my section, you're going into your section. Okay, finish up the daf. If I'm selling a pit to my friend, as long as you hand them over the cover, it's acquired. So the question is like this. What, what type of kinyan is that? There's kinyan kasef, there's kinyan chazaka. How is handing over the cover anything? If you're buying with money, you need money. If you're buying with chazaka, you need chazaka. Chazaka means to do something actively as the owner. You have to put the cover down or you have to put up a fence, something. The answer is, loyal chazaka. Really, the case is chazaka. And the rule is that if you want a kainu chazaka, the owner has to say, perform a kini chazaka. You have to verbalize. You have to boilum emulate chazak vikane. You have to tell him, do this chazaka. But now we're saying that as long as you're handed over the cover, so you're not kind of with the cover, but once you get the cover, you now have permission to do the kinichazaka without verbalize, without being verbally told to do so. I will stop here.